The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond, beyond, beyond. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 429. I'm Max Scoville. Joining me, Marty Sleva. Hey, how's it going? Andrew Goldfarb. Hey, what's up? And uh, Brian Altano's not here because he went to get <laughs> went to get a soda. And we started the show without him, so he's, he's going to come in and say something horrible he's gonna, now. He's going to be so mad. He's going to be so worked up and so upset. But he won't be doing that stupid beyond shouting thing. So that's sorry, you, Brian. Screw you. Sometimes the trains leave the station without you. I don't care if you're on the train or not. Yeah, he was, after he was complaining about us starting 15 minutes late, and then all of a sudden, like we're about to hit recording, he's like, "I want to go get a Red Bull." Yeah. Teresa. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, Brian will be joining us shortly. Um, we got a lot, of, a lot of great stuff to talk about. One mm-hmm. thing that I know Brian really wants to talk about is <laughs> so Lego gonna... Episode Seven got announced this morning. It got yep. sort of leaked, and then an hour later, it became official. Uh, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's Star Wars: The Force Awakens, but in Lego form. And that trailer is so good. They did. Uh, so it's like they redid the original teaser for Episode Seven. Mm-hmm. Which is also the thing Disney Infinity did, but this is so much better than the way Disney Infinity did it. This one yeah. was really just charming and I yeah, like it a lot. yeah, yeah. It looks great. Um, it's interesting that like we are still going to see these standalone Lego games, even though we live in a Lego Dimensions world. So we're still yeah. going to see stuff like obviously we had Lego uh, Marvel Avengers just came out, and we have this. Uh, Brian, we already started the show. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, thanks, man. Some friends I have. Beyond. Brian, Brian, welcome to podcast Beyond. 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 Yeah, you can't silence the passion. That. It's that PlayStation passion right there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Awful. Uh, no, Awful. We're talking about Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. What? How uh, much did I miss? <laughs> it's been an hour. <laughs> Show's almost over. I'm 90 years old. <laughs> My whole life is gone. No, Marty was making the point that uh, we still see standalone games despite Lego Dimensions. And yeah. we yeah. were talking about this earlier. Uh, it's crazy that there's no Disney stuff in Lego Dimensions at all so far. It seems like they might be just keeping uh, yeah. Marvel and Star Wars just totally separate, I guess. Yeah. Well, this, I bet there were a lot, a lot of meetings about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, this is, WB Games is publishing this. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. sort of a, sort of an odd thing because we do still have Disney Interactive, uh, but there are also a ton of Star Wars Legos still because I think Lego is, they are the most profitable toy maker in the world. Uh, Star Wars is one of their most successful licenses. Sure. Yeah. Actually, I think that is what saved them. There's a, there's a Lego documentary on, on Netflix or something that um, has some infor- interesting information about them. But, like, there was a point in the mid-'90s when Lego was, like, just about to go under. Yeah. Like they were doing real badly. Was it when and they then, weren't, like, affiliated with, with giant brands like Star Wars? Exactly. Yeah. And Star yeah. Wars was the first brand they got. And then from there they got... 
I don't know, Jurassic Park 3 and <clears throat> Spider-Man yeah, and SpongeBob yeah. and then suddenly Indiana made a Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that's what's so interesting is that that stuff does predate the EA Star Wars stuff. And yeah. that's really interesting because it makes me wonder, we were talking about this today, like maybe that's why they can't be, like if they renegotiate that stuff to put them in Lego Dimensions, maybe that reverts stuff back to EA or sure. there's certain licensing things that they can't, like they're grandfathered in basically. Um, I don't know, it's a, it's a really interesting situation. Like I, I think that the fact that we still get Lego Star Wars games makes me really happy because I really like that yeah. world. And it's I mean, weird because I didn't even think of that as a solution to that puzzle the other day when they were like, hey, guys, we have a big announcement. It's two of the biggest brands in the world coming together. Well, I'm like, are, what are they Are they doing? They teased it by saying that two of the biggest entertainment brands. Yeah. And to me, like, Lego isn't really an entertainment brand. They're a yeah. toy brand. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, that seemed like kind of a – I was thinking it was going to be um, – I was thinking it was going to be like a Batman Superman. I thought thought Batman. Yeah, Yeah. I thought it might be a Mortal Kombat thing. Because we didn't know, obviously, when they say WB Interactive, it's not like we know it's going to be Lego. Mm -hmm. So it's like we were all thinking, you know, WB Montreal, who made Batman Arkham Origins, has been rumored forever to be doing a Justice League game. So we assumed it was that. We We also thought Lego American Sniper. Yeah, Lego American Sniper. Lego The Blind Side. Yeah, you guys looked up their their (laughs) highest grossing films, right? Yeah. yeah, and honestly, like what we got out of it is probably the best possible scenario we mm-hmm. could have possibly gotten. Like I was, there's very few times a year, especially because of what we do with our jobs, where I get like actual surprises. And I was just sitting there last night, and that's and that news came in because it leaked, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. holy. Yeah, that's like cool. this. We're get, we're finally getting the, yeah. the Force Awakens yeah. video game. That You've been I wanting want. that. Like you yeah. were you were griping about how you were thinking about replaying the original trilogy one. I actually just did. I replayed the original trilogy recently, and then um, I bought it again on consoles. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was playing it on, on a handheld. So, huh. one of the things I find weird: this game's coming out in June. Uh, the other Star Wars games had they had the trilogies. Like one was a prequel game, one was. Uh, the good trilogy game, and then one was a Clone Wars game. Well, so but, like, yeah, they this did. is just going to have one movie. Yeah, no, and it's going to have it's going to have some bridging the gap stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So and there's also that PlayStation content they announced today. Like there's a there's a good amount of stuff. Yeah. So the way it worked was they did the original trilogy game, and then they also did a prequels game, and then they combined it as the one complete big saga. Game, yeah. Which is like honestly, n- as much as they put into this game that pads out backstory and then also lets you play through. Because uh, I already saw a bunch of screens on the PlayStation Store mm-hmm. for the first area in the game, which is where uh, Poe Dameron meets with uh, old man with the long name. Oh, and yeah. Max on Sinnoh. Yeah. Chicken Tikka Masala or whatever. Yeah, Chicken Tikka Masala. <laughs> chicken Tikka Masala, my favorite song. And Phasma shows up and, uh, and shoots people and stuff like that. Um, and John Boyega, Boyega gets real stressed about <laughs> Jeff Boyardee's there. Jeff, yeah. Jeff Boyardee. Jeff Boyardee. Um, <laughs> so obviously you'll get to play through that first scene. You'll get to play through the entire film. Uh, they'll add a bunch of backstory stuff. One of the things I saw that was very really fascinating was um, on PlayStation there's an exclusive level called The Phantom Limb yeah. starring Red Arm C-3PO, which I believe is going to explain the backstory. Because there's that part in the movie where he's like, oh, you didn't recognize me. I've got a red arm. Oh, it's such a funny tale. And Han's like, get out of the way, you <laughs> dumb droid. It's one of my favorite scenes. I want to kiss my wife. <laughs> uh, I, love that, I love that scene so much because we were totally like that whole scene was a setup for a really corny joke. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And we were looking at advanced photos and we're like, oh my God, 3PO's got a red arm. Right. Let's break it down. Why could he have a red arm? Maybe something bad's happened. This says a lot about the state of the re- resistance yep. and it's yeah. just like, no, this is all. I for have a red scene. arm. You didn't recognize yeah. oh, me. Hello. Um, but what I love about it is it go. It further kind of moves that back and forth volley that's been happening between J.J. Abrams and Kojima, mm-hmm. where they met a few times, they autographed each other's products and stuff like that. Uh, 
One of the there's there's a red arm in in Phantom Pain, Pain yeah. on Snake, and then there's the same thing in uh, one of the aliens in Force says Awakens Kojima. says Kojima. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, like, all right, it's great. This is weird. So yeah. now this is called the Phantom Limb. But back to what I was saying, as much as the story they can pad in in the background and all the stuff that they do for Force Awakens, it's never going to compare to the amount of content that was in Lego Star Wars proper because sure. there are six movies worth of stuff mm-hmm. in there. And like, look, I don't like the prequels. They're really fun to play as Lego levels, mm-hmm. like, and I oh, don't yeah, care, totally. you know, because it's just like I, I get to I get to fight General Grievous as as you know a, a C three PO if no, I, I want to. That, like, I think that there's there's easily like if you look at how they used to take like old video games or you know like the look at the Super Star Wars games, you know, if yeah. you if you are like, hey, what's the rest of Cloud City like, and why would you fight dozens of Ugnots? I don't know, but you know what? Let's do it. Let's yeah. beat up some Ugnots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's have a whole side mission where you've got to collect all of 3PO's limbs as Chewie or Goldfarb something. Goldfarb and I were just joking about that the other day, about the, how the Lego games will take a scene that's like half a second in the movie and right. turn it into a oh whole Oh my stage. god, Lego yeah. Marvel's Avengers did yeah. that so it's much. Like it's Lego Jurassic like a World. quick escape sequence that yeah. you spend two hours like. Well, the scene, the scene in Jurassic Park where they're like, shoot her! <laughs> they turned it into our entire level on how to like turn on that dinosaur paddock yeah. or whatever. You have to find a key and yeah. all this stuff. No, I love that I love stuff. that. It's yeah. great. So it's I, a, if they do that with Force Awakens, I'm totally cool with it. If we get to, yeah. We're going to get to run around Maskinata's castle. Canada. Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. to go inside. There's that. There's the uh, the Hapabore, that yep. big disgusting pig animal that po- dr- or, uh, Finn drinks his water. And yeah, the one. The big yeah. shot of its butthole. You yep. can go to see an IMAX movie. It looks right up the animal's ass. That's right. <laughs> yeah. it's right at a huge. But so that's big the thing. Like, I mean, butt crack. We just got Lego Marvel's Avengers, mm-hmm. right? Like a week ago. So it, this definitely feels too soon for something like this. But on the flip side, like most of the fun in those games is not so much beating the levels, but unlocking all the characters mm-hmm. and. You start that game start to get into some really deep cut Marvel characters that I don't care about like Squirrel Girls when you start to lose me <clears throat> but for yeah, some I'm reason like, those laws don't apply to me when you're like hey you unlock the Hask trio they're the wolf boys yeah. from Mask Not three werewolves with little pants <laughs> up boy I mean my, yeah. my weird thing is like it does feel too soon compared to like a Marvel especially because they're doing it in summer instead of in fall like they normally do but it's also like man I want that game right now like yeah. while I'm still in like the mid and like it'll be around the Blu-ray release hopefully that's gonna but, be but, like, so perfect yeah, April, that's, yeah. gonna, that's gonna sell like hotcakes for yeah. Christmas yeah. Like, but that's man I wish be... I could play it now also I'm now you can finally play who's that man you love Count Zubio's Zubio. Zubio's in it Captain Nathano's gonna be in I it got, that snitch yeah. from the Masked Out Castle that lady who's dressed like a court chester <laughs> yeah uh, but was it I'm gonna sit here trying to think about it Bazine Natal which uh, is cool. Snitch Mitchens yeah. is her name. There's that. Oh, yeah. There's the robot that has, looks like an old microphone that yep. starts whistling to itself. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> I actually like uh, to Devil's Advocate what I just said. I actually don't think it's too soon to the game we just got announced last week because I, as a guy who plays and loves all of the Lego games, or for the most part, I realize that the ones that I like the most are the ones where I'm a fan of the source material totally. first. Um, I'm not big on Pirates of the Caribbean or. Uh, the Hobbit mm-hmm. or Lord of the Rings in general, but I bought all those games because I'm like I love Lego games, and to me like the hook of unlocking characters that I don't like. They were like, oh, you unlocked like the 70th pirate in this movie. I'm you like, un- I don't know yeah. this guy. You unlocked you know? the lady from Agents of Shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't care about that. But when you tell me I unlocked, you know, uh, like Finn in in like his snow jacket or whatever, I'm like, cool. Lol. Well, that's like, that's like the yeah. big yeah. thing about Lego Dimensions. It's yeah. like it's as much the things you care about you're gonna like when you get yeah. to Ninjago. Yeah. Like Lego Dimensions, yeah. I love the Portal levels and the Simpson levels, mm-hmm. and then I got the Ninjago and Doctor Who, and I'm just like, yeah. you've lost me. I'm also Ugh. like really geeking out because I have like I have two. I have Ray's speeder, the Lego kit, and my wife got me the uh, the the new Millennium Falcon with like old Han and Chewbacca and 
Like it's just an awesome build. So I have a Millennium Falcon, Lego Millennium Falcon in my apartment now. So mm-hmm. I was just like geeking out looking at it last night as that trailer came in. So um, I have this, this a weird, good time. This weird thing happened to me. And this is like a real stupid problem to have. Um, I was kind of building up a, a Lego Star Wars collection. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna get that Jabba's Palace. I got that stupid disposable income. I'll have a Lego room someday, and then someday I'll have all these cool kids to give to my or cool toys to give to my hypothetical children, you know, and then get mad at them for losing pieces or whatever. Yep. But uh, a friend of mine was moving, and she's so like, or Will Ferrell at the end of the Lego <laughs> Movie thing. <laughs> very like very hardcore collector has like so much of the, the Lego sets. And she was like, hey, so I'm moving. I don't have anywhere to put these. You got a house. You got room for these. Do you want these like Star Wars Lego sets? And you can just play with them, do whatever you want, you know, put them together. And I was like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And she shows up with like just boxes of like like the collector series R2-D2, the big ass X-Wing, uh, the Rancor Pit, the Falcon, just like tons and tons of Star Wars Legos. I'm so jealous all, of that, the Rancor all, Pit and the Jabba's Palace are my two like most sought after kits. They're pretty cool. But they're all half assembled in like bags and it's that feeling of like, are these assembled or are they? Where do I start yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do it I just became overwhelming. And I was like, I have to assemble IKEA furniture. Like I have to put my actual adult house together <laughs> before I can start populating it with Star Wars ships. Uh, that sounds so like just, an absolute nightmare. I put all that stuff in a box, and it and it makes me. It gives me this weird. Like you know when um when they're like there's that old that old really bad way of parenting kids if you catch them smoking cigarettes yep. you're like all right time to smoke the whole pack <laughs> and then they throw up yeah. it's basically that with lego <laughs> so i go to like i go to toys r us or whatever and i go to lego section i'm like ooh i like that i like that one i don't want it I don't want that. I love the idea that you just that throw anymore. up in the middle of the aisle. Yeah. You know, so I was walking, crying and getting twitching. <laughs> so like, every every week on on Max and I's other show up at noon, we bring toys into the studio and put them down on the set. And sorry for the tangent. But I was walking into the studio here at IGN with Ray's speeder, the Lego kit, and it fell out of my hand and hit the floor. And 11 pieces flew off of it. And I picked them all up and I looked at it like... I gotta tear the whole thing down and start back up because it's like I don't know how to process. I don't know how to like yeah. this part that was step nine at a sixty, <laughs> and it's over here now. And I don't like it. Just it doesn't work. Your brain doesn't work that way. Yep. So yeah, build build furniture instead. Yep. But yeah, this game looks awesome. I'm super excited about it. Uh, and yeah. When's it out? July. June. Uh, June? End of June. June. After E3. Yep. Right after cool. E3. That mm-hmm. sounds like a really good that's summer, good summer game. game. Yes. Totally. Cute little game to play. Yeah. Oh, that's such a nice thing to like come back right after E3 and just yep. play mm-hmm. through the Force Awakens. That sounds mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, we should play some co-op. We can do. I'm down. Um. Final Fantasy 15 is coming out sometime, maybe, yes, probably. It is. Uh, and some yeah. pals of ours, uh, Greg Miller and Tim Geddes, are going to be announcing that at a big Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 15 release date announcement on March 30th. Yeah, I'm super excited for Greg and Tim. I think that's really cool. I think the concept of announcing the date when you're going to announce a date is really dumb. I think yeah. that's a really weird, really weird practice. You know what's weird? Like There was a couple years where that was common, and I feel like the backlash against it was so palpable that people stopped doing it, and then Square was like, not us. I feel like it's almost like this game like this game and The Last Guardian and maybe Half-Life 3 are like the three the games that get yeah. passes for yeah. this sort yeah. of stuff. I mean, that's oh, okay. weird. Like, it is a big... And it is nice that at least we know. Like yeah. it's like there are so many other things we're waiting for dates on where it's like, okay, like we hope we get them at this event and then it doesn't happen. It's mm-hmm. like PSVR. Like we keep waiting for like when yeah. are we gonna get the price and date and every press conference comes and goes and we don't get it. Well, it's always like it's so it used to just be you would wa- a game would come out and you go to a store and buy it. And now it's like, okay, so now we're gonna get, we're gonna do a countdown to the release date teaser website trailer mm-hmm. yeah which Seriously. leads With to another countdown pre-order bonus which will let thing. you know when you can pre-order it and yeah. the pre-orders start on this date but then the release date's on this date and it's like now every game it's like seven events you need like a master's degree to also, understand yeah. like when is this game coming out yeah I mean this is the kind of thing you, you drop three screenshots and people are going to tear them apart for hours mm-hmm. like they're, yeah. They're, yeah. it's just yeah. enough anticipation there that there's yeah. and I mean yeah, that said like 
I am. This event itself, I think, will be really cool. It's open to the public. Yeah. That's rad. I think it's really cool LA. that people yep. can come out. It's it's in LA. It's not in Tokyo. Like it's like it's it's a, a Western event, which is cool. I'm sure, obviously. So you're gonna have a lot of cool stuff like backwards hats and skateboards and pizza. All yeah. the skateboards, yeah. guitars, all the stuff American teens are hot on. Yep, mm-hmm. trench coats. Hey, I think Japanese um, teens like all of those as well. No, they don't. Okay, they like uh, I think, uh, they like uh, charms for their cell phones and they like the <laughs> dancing games. I think uh, obviously uh, Greg and Tim will make it really fun too. Like yep. I think it'll feel like a fun, like lighthearted event. Hopefully, yeah. there's new footage. They teased at the so there's an active time report this weekend, mm-hmm. which is like their. The weekend update thing, yeah. and they did. Um, they said there's going to be another playable demo. Like, and like we don't know guys. whether that's going to be like Duske, where it's like a slice that's not going to be in the final game, or whether it's just going to be like, hey, here's a level from the game that you'll get to play when it comes out. And they said there will be more details at this event, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Also, in that active time report, they showed uh, a new like three minute chunk of gameplay, which was actually really cool. It's the first time we saw fire magic get used, which was really cool because you're fighting these mechs, and it felt a lot like Metal Gear. It's Metal Gear, yeah. It's yeah. so weird. A stealth section with these giant mechs, and you're sort of you're being all stealthy and doing stealth kills. But then when you get caught, it turns into this like awesome battle. They showed the new HUD, uh, the battle system. Game uh, looks insane. Looks insane, yeah. and also so much of that stuff was from old versus thirteen footage from two thousand eleven. Yeah. You know what's weird? Like two years ago, if you had told me like Metal Gear Solid Five is going to be one of your favorite games of twenty fifteen, I'd be like, no. And yeah. now I'm starting to feel that way about the new Final Fantasy, where, where I'm like. like this could be it. I'm yeah. on board for this. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't me. We'll yeah. be a bunch of real pretty men in a car together. Yeah. 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 And you're going to just pull yeah. over someplace yeah. and have a nice snack by a campfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds, I mean, all of that sounds like amazing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there's dinosaurs. Yeah. There's dinosaurs. You put dinosaurs and mechs in the same game with a bunch of dudes in a car. <laughs> And no girls. <laughs> no, like, no girl, girl, girls, show up, girls show up, and then the boys get all real nervous. They yeah, all which really, is great. No, I think that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, they introduced another female character, actually, uh, Ariana Highwind. I believe her name. Yeah, um, Ariana Huffington. Yeah. Ari- Ariana <laughs> Huffington, Huffington is, uh, Huffington first female yeah. character. Yeah, she uh, she runs. She basically commands the army. Yeah, she's, um, and she dragoon. looks real. She's got a big scary umpire mask yeah, on. Yeah, what's going on? She looks like a weird baseball player girl. Yeah. Looks like she's, her face, uh, she's her, in uh, she's in Rammstein. Okay, I think her face got trouble and it went to jail yep but the rest of her did not go to jail so just her face is in jail okay because mm-hmm. she looks like the the wife in sleepy hollow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i did a uh, rewind over the footage i talked for like 15 minutes and sort of broke down the battles and the ui and all this cool environmental stuff so uh, check go watch out. that we'll embed, got, that. We'll embed any, that in this post uh, can you give us any any spoilers and any little secrets you might have dug up in there uh we did some it turns out all of these characters and things were in footage from 2011 which is crazy and i point that out like all this stuff is old versus 13 stuff which wow. is like slowly so being cool. reused hmm. um so yeah the big thing is on the 30th, we're going to know, March 30th, we'll know when the release date's going to be. They say 2016. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, what 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 month do you think? November. November's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I feel like they'll get away from November. I feel like they have to be earlier than that. You think what so? are they, I mean, what yeah. are you going up against right now? Just all the annualized stuff. I mean, everything that comes every year. But I think yeah, they, know, like, you know? they know, like, they know that, like, they they want to break through in the West, like, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, they want this to be big. Right. Uh, I September's think they'll... Yeah, yeah, like September, October. I mean, I'm thinking that yeah. September, like Metal Gear came out at that perfect time in September where yeah. it really didn't, and same thing Destiny the year before where it, like, mm-hmm. it didn't have a ton of competition for a month and so it's and it like... Gets, gets your hooks. Yeah, it gets your hooks, yep. especially a big game. This game's going to be probably 40, 50 well, hours. Either that or take hooks out, boys. Either that or take that like Deus Ex spot in August. Like, I, I yeah. think that they'll try and get this as early as they can. There's no uh, Fallout 4-shaped giant thing taking all the breathing room out of everything else. Yeah, year. but there wasn't. Although maybe there will be. I was about to yeah. say, we didn't know that there was going to be that last year. I think yeah. this E3 is going to, I've said this like 10 times the podcast, but I feel like this E3 is finally the one where I think we're going to get five games announced at E3 that all come out in the fall. Really? Like, I really I'm Four hoping... of them are broken to hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Complete trash fires. Uh, well, that's good I'm because really it, won't, that we it, get... it won't give uh, them time to downgrade them. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like the prospect of the possibility of this fall we have 
Zelda and a new Nintendo console, possibly. We yeah. have a new Mass Effect game. Uh, um, no Assassin's Creed, though. No Assassin's Creed, but we're going to have probably... What is it going to be? Rainbow Six? Rainbow, no, Rainbow Six was last. Wild, wild, no, what's the other uh, Ghost one? Recon, Ghost Recon, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe if Watch Dogs ones. gets revealed. Persona 5. Yeah. Yeah, Persona. I mean, no, yeah. Persona 5 is going to be huge, yep. like, yep. undoubtedly. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious to see how this fall falls into place. That's not great. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, I love that moment of like watching how like all the card, like all the dominoes basically of like, there's that insane thing where like a huge game comes out one week apart. I mean, this yeah. fall was that for sure. Or the same sure. day. Or the yeah, same day. Exactly. When Tomb Raider was like, we'll be fine. Well, and I think also, Tomb, Tomb Raider's going to come out oh, yeah, again this that's year. That's right. Tomb Raider's coming out and again. Tomb Raider was the thing I was about to say though. That's they... why I don't think Final Fantasy comes out in November because they just saw it happen with Tomb Raider. And you know it would be really funny? Saw it if, yeah. if at E3 Bethesda announces like a gigantic New Vegas-esque DLC for Fallout and it comes out the same day or like the next Elder Scrolls is coming out. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. And Tomb Raider's like, Skyrim's fine. <laughs> Skyrim's Yeah. Um, God, what was I going to say? I don't remember. That's fine. I don't know. I think it was going to be good. Oh, I know what I was going to say. What are the odds that at E3 this year, a little pick cardboard things and the badges are some kind of anime person from the Persona games? Yeah, it always well, is. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yep. If yep. we had a little anime characters for the dumb dancing game, the dumb dungeon game, the dumb Goldfarb games, they're going to have one for the big, big oh, no, old number five. Like, hey, uh, hey, Atlas, where's your booth? This Why is, don't you look in your badge? <gasps> it's, it's right here! here. Uh, this is going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the C3 because if they have like a big Persona 5 booth and stuff, oh my god, it's going to be the best. Wow, that's exciting for you because you love Persona so much. Yeah, oh, you, you have that cool dog in your desk. You guys got your dumb Metal Gear year let me have my dumb persona actually year. our metal yeah. gear year was really weird they konami booth was just this <laughs> weird white box in the middle of a giant yeah. red carpet <laughs> i hope yeah i hope your persona year goes better than our uh, metal gear year in terms of i hope it's created as we're having a, get fired. a we're having a contest at e3 this year that if you if you cosplay as marty sleeva we will give you one dollar <laughs> just come up to us and say hello we'll give you a dollar so many a, so many of uh downtown a, los angeles's finest homeless folks yeah. and a paps blue ribbon <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's, Blue ribbon. that's the beer that uh, won a prize at the World's Fair uh, back when polio was still a big problem. Back in that this one country. where the serial killer was going around Chicago. And wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a cool thing. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Uh, the Division beta. What do you guys think? Did you guys play that? Yeah, I played it for a bit. You guys didn't get to. Or no, Max I, so I, I, down- played it yet. I downloaded it and then I read all the stuff about invisible players and glitches and I was like. I'll wait. I don't want yeah. my first impression to be like just when you wake up. For me, it know? wasn't that. It was I downloaded it and I was like, oh man, the division looks great. And I played the witness all weekend. Forgot I had the <laughs> yeah. like, that. I, right. I just got yeah. drowned. So I you guys got the witness it, right? in a second. Yeah, uh, I sort of. I played like a little while. Yeah, uh, I played like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, yeah, it, I, I feel that way about a lot of betas where I'm like, do I want to? Especially something that is obviously going to have a big progression system. I'm like, how much time do I want to invest in something that I'm literally is not going to carry over? Like, right. Um, I don't know. From what I played, like this game is is none of it. Does none of it carry over? No, none of it in the beta is going to. I don't over understand when when stuff like that happens. Yeah, I know. Especially especially like you figure Ubisoft could tie something to a you play account. Is that a thing? Yeah, like I was. I felt the same <laughs> way about Battlefront. I was like, I got up to level five and saved up a bunch of credits, and it all just went away. Yeah, and then I had no sucks. problem doing it all over again. Anyway, yeah, of course. Still, so you have a problem. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, the game is definitely. This finally answers the question of like this game is an RPG. This mm-hmm. game's not really a shooter. Um, it's more of an RPG probably than Destiny even yeah. is. Um, which which I liked. I like the world. Uh, I, I think sort of the background story and the environmental storytelling is really good. Um, is it still? Is it all still post-apocalyptic New York? Still post-apocalyptic. Yeah, like not quite post-apocalyptic. Like it's right when like stuff's not going well. It's post-pandemic. So post-pandemic. It's like, it's like, new, it's, it's like New York at like 2 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve. Yeah, totally. But without the people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like somewhere between the flashbacks and the regular part of I Am Legend. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. It's a little bit like kind of, I feel like a little bit like 
world the world's in that like there's kind of just stuff's messed up and there's yeah. people trying to kind of like you know there's no aliens or anything, right? no 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 it's, it's it was a it was a disease yeah. and then sort of anarchy yeah, um, yeah so I, I jumped into it for a little, little bit I was uh, a little blue ribbon polio back again. <laughs> uh, I was I was excited by the idea of this. I think it, like they showed it off really well, like Ubisoft <laughs> tends to do. But they also set their set the bar really high, and then you get in there. Uh, this game feels like such a byproduct of a lot of focus group testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a tactical military MMORPG that has cover based shooting and like it, it's. That's a word. That's a video game word cloud. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Seriously. it's post-apocalyptic yeah. and military. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It's just it basically like when everybody looks like they're sort of uh, they're all decked out and stuff that came from like REI. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes away from that urge to like collect loot. Like when everything everything in the game is real trashy, you know. Like and it's mm-hmm. not like that like cool junk shop like American Pickers kind of vibe that Fallout has. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're in New York, which is this real place, and there's lots of stuff to explore, but some of it's kind of cordoned off. Like there's this. And it's, you know, it's a Ubisoft game, so there's, like, there's these parts where they're, like, they throw you in this area, and they're, like, go check out this thing, go fight these guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, oh, man, I'm going to, like, I'm gonna like Far Cry or Assassin's Creed my way in here and go in. And they're, like, no, no, you're going to go in one door. Like, there's this part where you're supposed to go fight some fight some dudes and, you know, blow them up. And they're, like, yeah, use the cover to your advantage. And you go in. And I was, like, maybe I'll try to, like, sneak around to the back, like... But it's totally just like no kind back. of a yeah. yeah, it's just a gymnasium right. yeah. with like bleachers. Which I was sort of, I'm sort of hoping that's just uh, what the beta is like. This yeah. is a really small area, and that, yeah. like I'm hoping that when the game comes out, because they keep touting how many like how realistic its depiction of like Midtown right. is, uh, and I'm hoping it's sort of like. Oh, plops me in the middle of the city and is like, oh, just go do whatever you want. I'm like, yep, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to go wander around and I want to go to Central Park and see what kind of weird yeah, stuff's yeah, happening yeah, totally. there. I love the idea. Like, they've shown off, you know, the scale of this game and they've like, yeah, this is a you know massive world and you go like walk around it and you go down the street and there's like maybe a crazy guy and he tries to kill you. Uh, what sucks though is that like basically it's got that uh, that kind of Tom Clancy difficulty of like, you're going to get killed real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is that you're not able to kill other people that fast. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have that. Like, you're, you're, People are, are bullet sponges because it's an RPG and you're shooting them a bunch mm-hmm. and you're hiding behind cover. Uh, but then, like, a guy comes up and, like, you know, takes you out. Like, right. yeah. which kind of is just, I don't know. It feels like a lot of things that don't really click exactly. Like, the cool thing about this beautifully fleshed out New York would be to explore it fully. But instead, they're like, you went in the bad area, you're in trouble now. Or, yeah, like, yeah. don't go over there. There's, you can't walk over these garbage bags. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that these are like, this is like, it's a video game and being like, oh, you can't open the fridge and look at the milk. Like, that sucks. But, like, sometimes it's sort of like maybe if you build this thing from the ground up, like, you know, maybe put rubble instead of garbage bags. Yeah. So I don't want to go over the garbage bags. Right. Yeah. And we sound like we're kind of down. On, like, we're not. It wasn't bad by any stretch. But um, no, I'm really curious to see how yeah. that, it, it. I like it better than Destiny based on yeah, what I saw. Totally. Uh, I completely agree with that. And, uh, my, yeah, my one sort of qualm with it is that I'm just personally, I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. So, like, I, right. I like playing games solo. So, mm-hmm. um, well, you can play the entire game solo. You right? can play the entire game solo, but a lot of the stuff felt like I was like, man, this combat scenario would probably be a lot more interesting if I had Got two it. buddies that I was talking to and we were planning, but I yep. don't really want to do that. Yep. Um, yeah. But I was, of a lot of the people online, like in the Beyond Facebook group and in, uh, then even like in the office, like people were really digging it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of people who, I mean, maybe want something a little bit more technical than Destiny, mm-hmm. but I guess less less whimsical. Like mm-hmm. this is going to click really well. Yeah, I do like the fact that you can you can climb. The cover system is really cool. It's very very XCOM. Mm-hmm. Like you basically aim at like a a thing, a, a dumpster, or a garbage yeah. bag, or everything's trash in this game. And you just you, <laughs> then you like press X and you just you book it up to there. Yeah. And like, 
kind of a cool system for, yeah. for moving around. Yeah, so we the, have beta a, is, the beta is closed now. It's done. It's closed. I think uh, they might do an open one. Yeah, maybe, yeah there was rumored uh, at the end of February they're going to do an open one before it's uh, released next month. But then, uh, yeah, all month this is our IGN first, and uh, Brandon Tyrell and John Ryan has a bunch of uh, rad features and sort yep. of uh, they got to see a lot of stuff way past the beta. So yeah, I think uh, I think this this kind of stuff is fascinating too because it's like I, I mean you guys are like oh I feel bad I'm being down on it but it's like that's kind of technically what you're supposed to be doing. Oh right totally. Now. no totally like, no is... I just wanted to like paint that like uh, Max and I seem to be on the lower spectrum of excitement. Sure, whereas sure. there are people who are super stoked. Yeah. No, also, I think, like, I think it's, it's, it's a tactical military post-apocalyptic yeah. MMO action RPG. Yeah. And it's like, here's a lot of things that I typically don't like individually yeah. kind of piled together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. So, it's, you know, uh, not for I, me. Yeah, I think it's like the exact the exact purpose of these things are to get in there and play them and then come out with feedback and then, then hopefully they take that feedback back to the team and yeah. they'll turn it into a better experience. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. I'm I'm like totally down. Like I love the setting and I love the aesthetic. Like, and I think it's fascinating to see Ubisoft doing uh, a third person RPG. I mean, I know they've done what Child of Light was the last RPG shaped thing they've mm-hmm. done. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much ever. Yeah, I mean, that and then South Park. Yeah. Yeah. Is totally. South Park is their most like core. RPG. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, can't wait for the t- fractured. T- 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 a lot of trouble getting this hoodie off. Yeah. yeah. It's real hot in this room. But no, um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence on this one, but I, you know, like I said, I haven't played it yet, and I'm I'm excited oh. to see where it goes. Yeah, I think also I think it's coming out at a really smart time because you know there's all that news about how Destiny two or whatever it is is not coming out this year, and they're you know Destiny fans are kind of upset at the uh, drip of content or the lack thereof, right. and so like this might you know Ubisoft might have like a legitimate shot to mm-hmm. uh, steal away a lot of Destiny's massive player base. Well, and mm-hmm. it's crazy how important post launch is for mm-hmm. games like this, like. Destiny, at its launch, it's not like it got 10 out of 10s. Like, it got no, plenty I mean, of, like, middling reviews. Honestly, it wasn't until, like, a year in, Destiny right. became sort of a really great game. I mean, it was, like, a slow build, and then, yeah, Taken King is what finally seems to have made it, like, actually what people wanted in the first place. But, yeah, I think, like, if Ubisoft has really steady content drops and, like, big, meaty things, I think it could be awesome. The Tank and Kang. The Tank and Kang. Wow. Yeah. Meaty also, drops. we just, so to people watching the video, to make sure they don't think that Andrew's not working or not podcasting, Andrew's currently setting up Dice, which is a show we're yep. going to. So he's, he's been a real good work boy. I'm sending a bunch of emails and building a cute little oh, schedule. Boy, look at this. He's, looking at, he's, looking at, he's looking at a big old 13 inches of pornography. Wow. Dice, yeah. What a terrible thing to say. Awful. <laughs> is, there, awful. is there anything the public gets out of Dice? Oh, like, we're doing they, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we'll do a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of interviews, a lot of stuff news. that they can watch. I don't believe no. they're streaming. Uh, okay. The awards are, and the awards, a, there's going to be a, uh, 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 Kojima is getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, f- or the um, a Hall of Fame induction from Guillermo del Toro, so they'll be on stage yeah. together. Yeah, uh, John Carmack's going to be there, kiss. and he's going to cut a whole bunch of uh, two-by-fours in half with his hand. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. He's been practicing that a whole lot. Uh, they finally captured War Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have him in a big tank there, and then people are going to go look at him. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the awards are... are Actually, pretty cool, and I think uh, those may even Finally end up streaming on IGN. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, yeah, interview stuff. We'll be posting a lot for sure. They're doing the world's largest let's play of Steven Spielberg's Boom Blocks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. It's uh, they're hoping to break the world record. That's gonna be really great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna um, they're gonna just burn a man on stage. Yep. <laughs> Will Wright is right gonna on be, fire. Uh, yeah. He's gonna be drinking an entire gallon of milk and mm-hmm. trying to throw up. Yep. yep. <laughs> they're just gonna be. Uh, they, they taught a dog how to talk, and it's gonna make uh, make some opening. Shigeru remarks. Miyamoto and Gabe Newell are actually uh, cosplaying as each other, which oh, yeah. is weird. It's gonna be really interesting. Yep. Varying a little body problematic. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, people are a little worried, but you know. We'll yeah, I think Cliff Lazinski's doing an improv night where everyone <laughs> yeah. has to right. get mm-hmm. invited to come up on stage yep. and compete, and it's a fun yep. time. Yeah, they're actually gonna fro- they're gonna refrost his his uh, hair tips yeah. live on stage. Which <laughs> they're actually great. going to he's travel doing, back in time. He doesn't to the have frosted hair tips game. anymore. He's doing uh, blue this year. <laughs> 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 All right. 
So Dice is coming up. You guys are going to that. Uh, I'm excited to see yep. what I mean, it's, it's going to be like to send Marty you know Sleeve to Vegas how we twice were, in a month. <laughs> we were talking about all the fake stuff, but then wait, we can say it's public what the opening thing is. I don't know. It could be one of our many lives. No, yeah. so on the, the opening, the first thing of the show is uh, Randy Pitchford and Penn Jillette doing an hour-long magic show. That's the opening? Is, that's literally the opening of the show, which sounds like one of the fake things you guys said. But sounds that's... like they're going to make an hour disappear. <laughs> wow. And then there's following that, there's, uh, there's uh, Jade Raymond's uh, charity pancake drive. That she's, <laughs> a lot of, it's called going to the volunteer fire department in Montreal. <laughs> Jade Raymond's just making a ton of pancakes. After that, Kaz Harai is going to say Ridge Ra- Racer into a camera for three hours. Yeah. Uh, Neil, Neil Druckmann's going to do some BMX bike tricks. Uh, <laughs> Neil Druckmann totally sounds like the name of a BMX biker as well. Yep. Yeah. Dave Miro's buddy, Neil Druckmann. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dave Mira is going to be there. He's going to be doing a three-card Monty. <laughs> I don't know why. I think he got, he got invited by Tony Hawk to make mobile games now. Do you know Nolan North is going to he's going to say the name of every president? <laughs> but not but in, in the voices order. of each president. He's going to those are nail podcast beyond's vice predictions. <laughs> Yeah, they did this wacky prank this year where they uh, they told uh, Peter Molyneux that it's it's black tie formal, so Peter Molyneux is gonna be wearing a tuxedo the whole time, and everyone else is like you know a little bit more casual. Yeah, so he just looks like a like a magician. But really, there's other magicians there who aren't even that dressed up that much. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, it sounds great. I've never been to Dice. I have no idea what happens at Dice. Uh, <laughs> Peter Dice, Molyneux actually promises. No, Peter Molyneux promised that at the start of Dice he's going to plant a tree, and by the end of Dice, it's not going to have grown up yet. Uh, in all seriousness, Dice is um, my favorite show of uh-huh. the of the year because you don't have to work; to you get it. to go to magic shows. For three uh, years. No, I, I mean, I, I wish it was more. I wish it was. Well, maybe I do and don't wish it was bigger. I don't know. It's just it's really cool. Lots of like interviews of people not talking about a specific. And you bought a product. suit. Bought a suit. I'm picking it up tonight. You bought a real man's penguins costume. <laughs> it's going to fit me real good. Cool. Uh, you're going to get such a smooch. No, I got to get smooch. Oh, yeah, a smooch. Real, just a real thick one right on the lips. It's going to yeah, hurt. Yeah, your tone looks going to be there. It's going to hurt. Why is it going to hurt? <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Okay. So we're all, uh, we've all been talking about The Witness. We've all been playing The Witness. I the love Witness. it. If you have not been playing The Witness, you're missing out because it's a really, really good game. Yeah. Mm. Uh, gentlemen, without spoiling anything, let us talk about this fine game. Yeah. Uh, first off, before we talk about what we think of it, I'm really happy that in the first week it sold 100,000 copies. It's made $5 million. And then they said that they want to bring it to more platforms such as Xbox One and iOS. Which Did I you see really it's, a, huh. it's outsold Braid? Yeah, in its entirety. But okay, so but right. there was a so that was a thing that actually. that got updated. Actually, okay, it's not uh, actually. It's it's it's, a, it, well, it, it's just an important thing to note. So like, this is why sales. I know I'm going to get nerdy for a second, but this is why sales. Yeah, do it, baby. Get big in there. surprise. Uh, so sales are really interesting to talk about because people always talk about like the difference between selling to retailers and selling to consumers and all of that stuff. Uh, this is revenue, so it's not copies sold. Braid was a ten dollar game on a single oh. platform. This is a forty dollar game on multiple platforms. So it's like it's doing really well. But that, you know, it, it's interesting how the spin on a on a phrase like that, like it's already outsold Braid in a week. Well, that's because it costs four times more and it's on twice as many platforms. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I don't want to take anything away from it. I love it's, the it's witness. like saying like cars have made more money than skateboards. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. So it's like I, I try to be careful with stuff like that. <laughs> Which is that's not true. Though, skateboards are actually on the rise. I am that's unbelievably obsessed with the witness. I am reading theories all day. I'm watching streams all day. Playing all night. It's yeah, which is weird because so it's like I'm, I'm hearing you guys talk about it. And again, we won't get into spoilers. But Max and I are like probably around the same area ish. I might be a little further than you, but mm-hmm. we're both kind of like, where's the story? <laughs> like, yeah. where's the secrets? The like, story's like incidental. Like, I mean, it's not. There's I you know, it's not the kind of game where there's going to be like a, an informative cutscene or like you know like a. 
This you have to dig to find the story. For it would sure. be funny if there was just like like one puzzle and you and you solved the puzzle and then there is an entire ebook and that you just pick up and you have to read in one sitting like, <laughs> yeah. like a really long Skyrim book. Uh, there was like a couple years there where I wouldn't have put that past the video game industry. Like yeah. there was some there was there's a few Chozo lores in Metroid Prime that got to you know horse ebook status. <laughs> I mean Halo it's, as well. It gets weird though yeah. when you do get to some of the diary entries because I mean this this was news before the game yeah. came out, but it's like all of a sudden it's like oh Ashley Johnson's reading things and it's like oh yeah. Phil Lamar is reading things. It's like a weird little voice. Yeah, otherwise known as Metal Gear Solid 2's Vamp. That's true. Yep. In Samurai yeah. Jack. Yeah. And the funny UPS guy from Mad, Mad TV. TV. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, uh, so I think it's a I think it's a very fascinating game. I uh, want to give a little bit of advice. If you get stuck on a puzzle, like do what you can to power through it. Uh, take a break. Come back the away. next day. Walk yeah. away. I've yeah. done that. I've done yeah. that a few times where I've been like stuck on something and I've left. And I've come back the next day and just first shot. Yeah. Yep. Totally. This is yeah. this is not like a it's not like a war of attrition <clears throat> that you get with like a video game boss where you're like I'm gonna beat you I'm learning you. Yeah. Like sometimes your brain just doesn't put the things together. And I made the mistake of looking up a a, a solution for one of the puzzles, which actually turned out to be a like kind of a gameplay lesson for one of the very integral rules in the game. And when I came back and I did the other stuff, it was sort of like missing a lesson in math class and everyone's yeah. already Yeah, and it's that thing. weird, it's the thing we talk about a lot with, with open world games where yeah. it's like you can wander into any area basically from the beginning. So it's like, you can stumble into the hardest area and you're not going to get it. Which you is like, learned. it's very overwhelming, right? And that's yeah. like, I'd like, I don't know if I love that about the game. Like, uh, I think in a lot of ways that's pretty fascinating, but um, until somebody kind of told me like, Hey, go here first. Yeah, uh, like give me a little nudge in the right direction. Uh, I was very overwhelmed by the game, and I it's, actually did not like my first two hours. It's yeah, so weird because it's if like if you leave the first area and end up going right instead of left, you are gonna like hit an impassable wall. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like you said it, and I I love the way you put this, and it's something I, I keep, love you. I love you too. Oh, uh, it's something. First suit smooch. Looks like uh, we solved one line puzzle, <laughs> and that's the line between Goldfarb and Marty. Uh, but. <laughs> Let's call it erections. <laughs> that's, an two erections. That's, that's an environmental puzzle. Uh, but no, I, I, w- one of my favorite things that you said about it is that it's it's he inv- essentially made a language, yeah. and you have to learn the language as you go. And it's this interesting thing where like, so originally you have words, and yeah. then you have sentences, and then you're learning past tense and present mm-hmm. tense and future tense, and then you're conjugating verbs, and it, be- it becomes really complicated, and it's all building off of the initial ideas. Right. So. You have to kind of, there's no real set order. And you can, like, the, the interesting thing with The Witness, especially for new players, is they're like, oh, I got it right. I brute forced it and just tried 100 solutions. And I finally got it. And it's like, if you do that, you're screwing yourself for later. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get to a point where, like, you're not going to be able to keep it up. Yeah. And the game's really smart, too, because, like, there's, it has ways of making it so you're not going to always be able to even use a guide or no, look up never. a solution. No, it's, never. It's, it's constantly reinventing its own rules, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you'll get... I was in this one area, and again, no spoilers, but there's like a, there's a, it's like a big red tree, and there's like 30, like that's the thing, like you walk up to something beautiful, and you're like, this is cool and interesting, and then you just see like 150 panels, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially there's a couple times where it's just, I don't want to say it's lazy game design, but it's a little sort of just like, uh, okay, so you put nine black squares in a row and I have to solve each one of them. This is starting to feel like I'm in I'm doing schoolwork. Yeah. What I love about it is when you get to that feeling, like I'm I'm the type of person who I'll walk into an area and I'm like, I want to play this start to finish before I move on. Yeah. But what I like about this game is you can get halfway through an area and you don't have to finish it. And this is a conversation I had with Jose where he feels like when he comes to a new area, he wants to see it through. 
But man, I feel like if I get halfway through, no, even no matter how deep into something I am, I, I can walk away and start a whole new area and get further and kind of go back yeah. and forth. Like puzzles yeah. I was stuck on for hours, I took a day or two off of and I came back to and got them on my yeah. first try. I mean, I got halfway through the Sand Temple and I was like, okay, this is becoming tedious. Like, I understand what it wants me to do. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, so I left. A nightmare. I did old Shady, Shady Grove, whatever yep. the hell it's called. Yep. And I went back to the Sand Temple. I'm like, all right, I'm not frustrated anymore. And then I finished yeah. that. I'm like, all right, that, that feels like it's funny like, how if you do them out of order, if you manage to get through a hard area and then you do one of the easy ones. And you get to, you yeah. feel like a god. Yeah. Like you, you just guys, like um, go right through it. Have you guys found the shotgun yet? <laughs> yeah, shotgun helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. The dog you, gotta shoot, you gotta shoot all the puzzles and then they they're <laughs> then you beat them. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I I thought it was it was uh it it needs to be nerfed in multiplayer though, because I'm I'm not a fan. It's imbalanced. The yeah. glitches. There's a lot of clipping. No, there's none of that stuff. But I I think it's it's fascinating how you're like you're going through the rhythm of a bunch of puzzles and it's like I was in this one area where all these like uh you the way you lined up trees they were casting shadows onto the panels mm -hmm. and you would trace the shadows and you'd be like awesome nailed it and I did like seven of those in a row and I'm like it's getting trickier mm -hmm. and trickier and then the eighth one was just like don't trace the shadows <laughs> trace the opposite of the shadows and I'm just like what Jay yeah. Blow. <laughs> Jay Blow. Jay Blow. Yeah, I mean, there are feeling there are moments where when you figure it out, yeah, like when you try something like mm -hmm. twenty times, and then like there are also puzzles where like it's as simple as like I'm staring at it for like two hours trying all these complicated solutions, and then it turns out it's like a single line. Yeah, like, or it's like a three point where it's, like, move where you just like make a little. Well, a lot of it lines. was like you guys ever like <laughs> organize. You know, we're all gamers here, but you ever organize behind your entertainment centers? Like, like all the wires, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the witness feels like that, where you're like, okay, there's a wire and it's going across this football field, <laughs> yeah. but then it leads to this tree, and then there's seven other wires coming out of the tree. So you're following all them. You're like, where does this thing plug what in? The tree's actually a movie theater yeah. when you get inside yeah. of it, and you're just like, what is happening? But I will say, and you, you and I were talking about this over the weekend. There's uh, this like awesome. There's the sound effects are really yeah. good, and for a game that has no music, mm -hmm. it has incredible sound design. It's like, freaking better. Yeah, yeah. Any music. <laughs> You only had to do. You only did fifty percent of your job. Come on. It does. Uh, <laughs> although Gofar did send me a clip. Like it has very sparse music, but when it uses music, it uses it. Incredibly. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. They licensed the shotgun uh, plays Def Leppard songs. <laughs> yeah, Last Resort. Guys are the worst. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, there's so you know you've probably seen screenshots of this again. No spoilers. Uh, but when you finish an area or kind of solve an area, a uh, Big turret kind of turret pops up out of something. A turret, a, turret. <laughs> a real fat turret goes up in the sky. A big turret, <laughs> and it shoots a laser across the entire game into a mountain. And that sound is it's, rad. Un, it's yeah. it's like it's it's like you you compared it to uh, the sound of like those Django Django's bombs. concussion bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard it. I've done like three of them, and I haven't heard it yet. Really? I don't know. I had the volume turned down or something, or listen to Probably jazz music. Oh yeah, you listen to Benny Goodman, big yeah. band swing. Yeah, you listen to some of that like problematic music. That you yeah. Like. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great game. Uh, it's totally worth $40. I will warn you, though, like if you're not into puzzles or puzzle solving at all, stay away from this thing. Mm -hmm. Like It's not going to be fun for you. Like mm -hmm. This is not a – there's a lot of like IGN Game of the Year nominees where I'd be like, this works for everyone. Like uh, the, the Witcher and Metal Gear, those are op absolutely games that I think almost anyone can get something out mm -hmm. of. I do not feel The Witness is like that. Yeah. Like If you are looking for something more action-oriented, even if like you loved Myst – like I don't think this. If you like to so jump, different. yeah, and if a lot you of like, like to go over something. And and so that's that why this is a hard game to recommend because it's this interesting thing where like, yeah. if someone really likes like Gone Home or like an, a kind of open world ex exploration game like this is not open world but kind of a like a first person exploration thing. This is still a hard game to recommend to them because the puzzles are so like intense and you have to really yep. like. 
that like mm-hmm. I don't know to me like if you really like Portal I feel like this is an easier recommendation totally. that's a good way to put it like I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people being like if I loved Lost would I love this and I'm like probably not like yeah. If I enjoy orange slices, will I enjoy riding the train? Uh, it is. It's, it's a really fun game to play with a couple people in the room, though. Like solving oh my it, God, yes. solving it as a group, uh, solving puzzles as a group is yeah. super fun. And I was playing it with someone who doesn't play, literally doesn't play games, and she was like really digging the opening of it. So yeah. Can we get into that real quick? Because we were going to talk about this, yeah. right? It was uh, whatever you want. I think it's like we were talking about this over the weekend too about how. You guys were saying this is a this is one of those games. We were talking about specifically games that you can show people that don't play games, play yeah. video games. I said I, right. I always show Journey and recently PT. I've showed yeah people who don't play games and sort and of like this. I is actually I felt like Walking Dead season one was good for that too. Yeah, totally. Like I was showing my wife that, and she was just like at first she was like this game's cursed now, and like and I was like <laughs> yeah. oh man you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I showed bad. Walking Dead to my mom. She yeah. was yeah. like is he a zombie? I'm like no that's just a man who's a cartoon. I showed the <laughs> I showed the uh, Italian. Assassin's Creed to my mom and I'm like look mom I'm in Rome and then I stab the guy and she's like oh this is horrible games are the worst <laughs> like sorry we didn't just make pasta sauce in the middle of town <laughs> you gotta do more side quests where you collect all those meatballs speaking of Italy yeah. so yeah so you do do you think The Witness is one of those games where you can show it to somebody who doesn't know anything about video gaming and then hand them a controller or? so I definitely didn't hand her the controller just because if, for, like, if you don't play games a dual stick first person game is sort of gonna wreck you mm-hmm. totally. right away yeah. um, and so I was controlling it but she was loving the puzzles in the opening area and then going to uh, the Symmetry Island, which is sort of the first uh, easy-to-beat area of the game. And she was, like, totally on board with, uh, you know, because she's someone who does do puzzles. She does, like, crossword puzzles and stuff. Right. And so she was, like, digging that. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like it is... I don't know if later on, like, I don't know if someone's going to want to stick with this for the 30, 40 hours that we'll play it. But um, I don't know. In, this, in small doses, like, I can even imagine my mom liking the puzzles. So I talked to my parents about this game for, like, 15 minutes over the weekend, and my dad, like, super liking... He was like, how do I play it? And I was like, well, maybe it would run your PC. And he was like, how do I put a game on my PC? And I was like, maybe I could send you a PS4. And he was like, where would I get the disc? And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to have to wait till I come home to set yeah. this up for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think that... I think it's definitely not a good game to show people who aren't familiar with gaming because mm-hmm. there's so much of a sense of, like, like you don't know where the bottom is. Yeah. Like the fact that once I discovered that there's environmental puzzles and it's sort of the sense of, like, did I do that? Did that uh, work? And as soon as you do the first one, you're like, oh, God, I need mm-hmm. to go back everywhere now. Yep. Exactly. But yeah. like even the, the regular puzzles, occasionally you'll get to one and it's like, you do it and it goes, Bang! and you're like, <laughs> did it, but it sticks and you're like, is it? did I solve it? Yeah. Is it on? And it's yeah. like, there's no, there's no messaging. And I know that games often dumb themselves down too much to the point mm-hmm. that it's like, it's detrimental to the experience. But in this case, I think that there's so much kind of like, it goes out of its way almost to alienate players in like a way that I think is really exciting, but it's also like it's made for people who are used to playing games and consuming this medium. Yep. If you show this to somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing, I think that it's like Journey, there's very clearly there's a beacon, there's a there's a direction sure. to go. Yeah. And there's like I mean the the one sort of mis- like mystery puzzle thing is that other people will come up and be like bark, 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 and you're like yeah. what, are you sh- what are you saying to me you swear- you is he swearing Genova Chen somewhere, somewhere in Southern California Genova Chen's crying right now at your depiction bark, of the this is like weird it's actually the name, it's the name of his new game is crying it's weird scarf <laughs> scarf ghost comes up it's about where, a, where a is, goat that lives in a tear where, where is that game company's name seriously where is that really game just, I, like more so like that for me like I trust me I'm super excited for The Last Guardian can't wait to play The Last Guardian 
much more curious about that game company's yeah. game. But also, it's not even like, oh man, it got announced so long ago. It's like, we have no idea what this nope. thing is. No, no, no idea whatsoever. We don't even know what what it's themed around, right? No. Like, I mean, they we... bought, so they, they didn't buy, but they, their contract with Sony ended, and they had a big round of funding, and they've talked before about multi-platform, they've talked about kind of PC and mobile, like there were job listings, there's like been a bunch of stuff. It's like a pretty epic ongoing thing. And then they had a round of funding a year or two ago where they got a lot of money. So they, they're doing something, but we just don't know what it is. Cool. It was a turt simulator. I hope it's, it's a turt simulator. I hope it's, li- I hope it's licensed as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's like it's a, a really, it's, it's the most beautiful Shrek game we all ever get. <laughs> I want to see more of that. I, like we had that, we had the the Warren Spector, like the, the Mickey Mouse epi, game, Mickey, yeah. Epic Mickey or whatever. But like, I want to see more people who like have a ton of like clout, like tackle a license and be like, yeah. yeah. I mean, Ed Boon made Injustice, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of somebody who knows how to make games making something that they care about. Yeah, and I mean that's sort of in a weird way what's happening with the Star Wars movies right now. Like, I mean, the fact that you're taking like mm-hmm. Brian Johnson and Gareth yeah. Edwards and all yeah. these people that like make these weird mm-hmm. genre films and, and handing them Star Wars. Gary is really Busey's making one. Yeah, I always wish Busey's we, making one. Yeah. I wish you saw more like because you, you'll get like a kind of flippant comment in an interview every now and then where like Miyamoto once was like oh I could make a first person shooter or like you know Cliff Blazinski says like oh it'd be cool to work on a Resident Evil game or something and it's just like let them yeah, yeah. you know like that would be so awesome to take I don't think anyone's stopping Miyamoto from making a first person shooter yeah I think he's stopping it yeah. from happening but I, I remember think remember they wouldn't let him ride his bike to work it's like my yeah, favorite Miyamoto oh story. yeah because they're worried. That you get there was the, like this incredible interview accident. where they were like, oh, like, what do you do when you're not working? And he's like, my favorite thing used to be to ride my bike, but I can't do it anymore because they feel like as though I could be putting myself in danger. So now I just get a ride to work every day. You know like, why? Like, because oh. it's it's very hard to ride a bike in a Gabe Newell fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow, we really started that early. Yeah, we brought that back. Anyway, no, I would love to see more of that. But I think with like licensing problems and everybody's locked up in like certain like you get in like a four game deal or something like that, it's hard for that to happen. But yeah, I'd mm-hmm. love to see game makers just be like, hey, we want to make well, kind of like what was happening with Silent Hill, right? Yeah. Yep. That'd be pretty cool. That didn't happen, but nope. yeah. Womp, okay. Womp. Um. Here's a really cool thing that I wish happened more often. Uh, Volition released an ISO for an unfinished PSP game of Saints Row, which mm-hmm. would have been called P- uh, Saints Row Undercover yeah. or Saints Row The Fall. Originally, it was called Saints Row 2 PSP. Uh, basically, there are these guys there who run their YouTube channel, and they were just goofing around at Volition and going through old closets and stuff, mm-hmm. and they found a uh, PSP dev kit, uh, and it's looks like a PSP with a large wire connecting it to a very ugly 90s computer. Yeah. Uh, and they found a disc in there that had a working build of a portable Saints Row game. Yeah. yeah. It was really it cool. Was so they like they had announced, they're like, hey, we found this. And they're like, uh, we're going to live stream it this day. And we're like, oh, that's really cool. And then they're like, ah, hell, we're just going to release the ISO file. And you can, so awesome. You can download, it's an unfinished game. Like yeah. It's kind of broke halfway through, but just uh, go at it. Like you'll get stuck in the ceiling or yeah. something like that. Yeah, actually, your character will drive um, through the like floor. How awesome is that? Yeah, They, uh, they, were, they were streaming it. It was, it was kind of amazing because they were like, Apparently, if you crash a car weird, it just starts spinning around. They're like, huh, Carnado. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, yeah. they just they basically just released this to Unseen64, that cool site we've, yep. we've talked about yeah. a bunch. Um, I love this kind of stuff so much. I really, really hope that more studios take a cue from this because yeah. I think that especially people who, who are learning how to make games, like we don't get honest behind-the-scenes stuff with games no, like at all. all. Like it's, it's so often it's just held behind you know closed doors. Mm. Uh, I've been reading a lot of behind-the-scenes books about movies lately, mm-hmm. and like – I mean, finding out that there was like, I don't know, for instance, there was an original director, uh, Vincent Ward, who was directing Alien 3, and he was like, I'm going to have uh, the planet that the alien goes to be a giant sphere made of wood, and it's full of monks. And Ripley goes insane and starts seeing visions, 
and everyone's like, mm, that's what? really a terrible idea. <laughs> You're fired. We're hiring David Fincher. Yeah. yeah. He made Madonna videos. And like that that story is amazing. It's yeah. fascinating. There were like 30 different spec scripts for that movie. Uh, the fact that we're seeing this game that never came out, really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a video I saw the other day of um, the, kind of the story of the Dark Knight game that never happened. That yeah. was going to yeah. be Pandemics. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, really cool. That was just on Kotaku, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like... I love that kind of stuff. And we only scratch the surface on, like, there are so many of these stories that, like, either we have no idea about or we've heard about but we can't really ever report on just because we were told confidentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or even, like, we did that thing a couple years ago of, like, what Star Wars 1313 was going to look totally, like. Totally, yeah. In fact, it was a Boba Fett game. And, yeah, like, there's yeah. so many incredible things that, yeah. like, what could they have been? Yeah, that Darth tough, Maul game. That yeah, showed Darth up. Maul yeah. game. Right. There's like, I mean, there's that original when they first showed Resident Evil Four. It was oh, like, I love. Yeah, that. it the was like spooky one. Leon with and like a ghost with like a sickle was chasing yeah, him. Yeah, he's fighting when, ghosts with a gun. You're like, what? That was when Kamiya was directing the game. Yeah, I mean, like, they they made a like they made a Resident Evil game for Game Boy Color. It's mm-hmm. a port of the original, of the original which is, and it never came out. And somebody leaked the ROM one day, and mm-hmm. like that stuff is so rare, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. so fascinating. And also like to to piggyback on that or piggy tail. Thanks for piggy tail. Uh, I am such a huge fan of like demakes on yeah. handhelds. As a huge handheld gamer, like the idea of people being like, "We're gonna put a GTA on PSP and it's gonna burn up. <laughs> like it's going to get hot in your hands, but it's gonna be gorgeous and fascinating and weird and ugly." Like, I mean, the fact that like Chinatown Wars, which is probably my favorite Grand Theft Auto game, was built around Nintendo DS hardware and then ported to PSP later, and it plays. Phenomenally on both, probably mm-hmm. even better on PSP. It's actually it's, really good on iOS too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it is great on mm-hmm. iOS, um, and that was designed based on the limitations of the hardware that it, they were making it for. And I've said this a million times, but like some of the best art comes through limitations. And because of that, like the idea, like the, some, if somebody said nowadays we're going to make uh, a Saints Row game for iOS. And it's going to be fully 3D. People will be like, "You're out of your mind. Mm-hmm. That's insane." But what five, seven years ago, people were like. We can do this on the PSP. Yeah. This makes perfect this will, yeah. sense. Yeah. And Apparently, they just they just tried to dump it on there. They were like, yeah, let's just shrink the engine and throw it on there. And they were like, <laughs> no, it's not oh, that doesn't work one bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's great, too. Like, I also, this is at that point where it's like, well, it's PSP. No one's making PSP games anymore at this yeah. point. Just like, yeah, throw it out just there. Just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love what? that. That's sort of like what people always say, like, what's the you know statute of limitations for spoilers? Yeah. Like, is it a month? Like, There should be like, once a generation's over, yeah, you can go back. Gen- and- when generation's over... Leak all the ISOs. Yeah, just you know? go back and show us all the weird things that never came. Yeah, out. all the like the hybrid versions. Like, give me that Gears of War level that took place in like a, a dude's belly or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> just all the stuff that you threw away. Like all the uh, oh, it was almost like this. You know, like I I love stuff like that. Give me that so. motor storm where the cars all talk. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of twisted cars? metal characters that never came out that was just like, oh, this is a tree. There's that twisted metal dating sim where the cars all <laughs> talk to each other about dating. There's shout all those different movies. Shout out to David Jaffe. Yeah. Love you, baby. Yep. Uh, we got some letters. I don't think they're really letters. They're more like emails that people send them on a computer. They go on a keyboard, type no, a bunch I, of words. I fished both of these out of the sea. They were in bottles. <laughs> oh, we got some messages from the sea. Yep. Uh, Austin Parton says, what's up, guys? Austin here. I'm new to the show, and so far it's pretty fantastic. Aw. But anyways, on to more important stuff. You suck up. I want a Call of Duty Remastered collection like the good games, Finest Hour, Modern Warfare. All the others suck really bad, let's be honest. Do you think we will ever see a remaster of these games? That is a really good question. Yeah, I think man. So I think the one way you could is if, I mean, it depends on what the next Call of Duty game is, but if they were to try and bring back Modern Warfare, I can see them doing a remastered trilogy ahead of it. Something yeah. like that. I can see them doing it as a tie-in. Like, Almost if they like make the a Black Drake Ops collection. 4, I can see them doing like a Black mm. Ops 1 through 3 collection. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think you would get, like, a nine 
Call of Duty game. Sure, collection. I think it would be more of like Infinity Ward's Call of Duty game. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Call of Duty is so weird. Like I feel like they they almost never look back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good point. Like, I don't, I don't think it's for the audience at all. Like, no, no, it's weird. It's such a big AAA, like kind of just it is, it is a benchmark of like where we're at in terms of big budget stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, David Goyer and Trent Reznor are working on this because they just worked on the Social Network or whatever. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. all right, uh, yeah, Kevin Spacey's in here because House of Cards <laughs> is hot right now. Like yeah. they throw a whole bunch of money at stuff, and that's not to discount what they do because they do, you know, incredible work. But so much of it is kind of like. There's so much sizzle applied there. Yeah, uh, that they don't. I don't think they really want to showcase going backwards. No, yeah, because a that's lot of those. A good point. Yeah, I was. I was gonna say a lot of the the campaign specifically, which is. I mean, I've I've played, I played through every Call of Duty campaign on except for like the last two of them. Ooh. That's when I just, like what some two years ago I was walking through the office and somebody was capturing the entire game, and I just stood there and watched the last twenty minutes of the game and was like, well, I don't need to play that. <laughs> Uh, and then I, this that list last year I just skipped because there were a billion other things. Yeah. Call of Duty is kind of like that. Um, it's like when you're at a bar and a song comes on, everybody in the bar starts singing along to it, and you're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Call of Duty, where I'm like, this is the most popular thing in the world. I don't know anyone that plays it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many people also play it for the multiplayer. Like yeah. initially, that yeah. wasn't the case. Initially, like the first. I mean, I played the first Call of Duty when it first came out, and I didn't yeah. know it was this huge franchise that would be the biggest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, this is a game where you World War II. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. a tank yeah, I, I never would have guessed back yeah. then that, that would, it yeah. would be I mean, topping MPD charts for, yeah. for 10 years. In that's a crazy. That's also a good point, though. Is like, If you do a remaster, do you just do what the Nathan Drake collection did and just strip out the multiplayer and it's like, hey, here's just the campaigns? Or do you go full on like what Halo did and like recreate which the infrastructure? Didn't yeah, work, but so which didn't like, work. Yeah. It the thing is, maybe the, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is about the Call of Duty games is if you stripped out the multiplayer, which like to be fair, I'm sure and I know that there's been a couple times where they've taken classic multiplayer levels and sure. brought them like into the newer games the game and stuff forever. like that. Yeah. yeah, but the campaigns are they're they're kind of like the Uncharted games in that they hinge so much on these massive set pieces and it's sort of the tunnels that lead to them, mm-hmm. uh, the monster closets, if you will. And I think that bumping up the textures in those isn't really going to be enough. Mm-mm. Like, there's a lot of very it's a lot of very fundamental last generation video game tropes and problems that yeah. fall into those campaigns that I think it just doesn't fly as well now. But I mean, I'd love to be proven wrong. I'd love like I don't know what something like that costs. Uh, God knows they have the money to fund it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know who that's for because I don't yeah. know how, what percentage of people play the campaigns. But I think it's like. It would be cool to see them look back a little bit. Totally. Just yeah. be like, you know, here's a big box of all of our coolest, our greatest hits, our coolest yeah. stuff. I mean, even if they didn't upres it or anything, just making it available for current systems would be totally. kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's that's really it. Is I don't think that there's, in spite of the sales numbers, I don't think there's a ton of emotional attachment to the single player portions of those games. Yeah, like, yep. tons of people would love a Modern Warfare two, like for the multiplayer. Uh, everyone's always you know demanding that stuff make a comeback, but it's like the most people just play the multiplayer of the newest one, I feel like. I, I would love to see yeah. them do like a, a Halo collection style thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, that, that worked. Another thing would be, that would be interesting would be if they did like a greatest hits collection of yep. like their best multiplayer maps. Like maybe, I don't know, they do a 15th anniversary or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. that'd be on. awesome. I like your idea of just straight up porting the old versions too because yeah. like I'm I'm a huge fan of like the sort of visual history. Yeah. Like we like do rare, a lot of those series replay. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Get that uh, get that 3ds one that's all in, entirely in clip art. <laughs> yes, that's that. that Those one's... Wii ones where like half the level popped in while you were approaching it. I remember Anthony Gallegos reviewing <laughs> that in the office. Yeah, the and stepping forward, stepping back. Dude, watching him go from playing the PS3 and Xbox versions to the Wii version, where there's one part where a building blows up, and it's just. Like it's there and then it's not. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it was like a single texture. So like if you walked far enough back from the building, you just saw a perfectly intact building, yeah. and then you took one step forward, and then suddenly the smoke pops That's in. So it's really weird. good. Yeah, love it. It's so weird. Good question. Uh, Eric Pereira writes: Greetings. I have been a PS Plus subscriber ever since I got my PS4 in 2013. For the most part, the free games have been pretty good. However, there has yet to be any great AAA games. Which AAA games would you like to see for PS Plus before the end of 2016? My choice would be God of War 3 Remastered. Uh, I, I can see that being one if God of War 4 gets announced. And I can see them adding Nathan Drake collection shortly before Uncharted 4. I think Far Cry 4 would be the perfect choice to do probably in March, you know, right before Primal's out. Yeah, that's a good call. Or even 3, honestly. Yeah. Uh, Outside of like tie in stuff, I feel like we're more likely to see 3 for last gen. Uh, yeah. I already saw Blood Dragon. I mean, it's it's enough mm-hmm. of, a, of, a, of a gap there. Um, I always had that weird notion, by the way, when I get that message, knowing telling us that the new games are what new games are coming, and they they name a game for PS3, and I'm like, I'm not going to go back and play that. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they gave away the Blood thing. Dragon a few months ago, and that's sitting in my library. And I'm like, ah, I really love Blood Dragon. I don't want to pick up the PS3 thing. controller, yeah. hook up my PS3 again, and play no. through. You know. Yeah, like yeah. My, my roommate has my PS3, and it's downstairs. I don't want to go down there and smell like cat pee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my universal problem. <laughs> Sorry, last gen. Yeah. It smells like cat pee yeah. near you, so I'm not the going The problem really is that you're, <laughs> Sorry, your roommate, that your roommate like pees on the floor. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my roommates are cats. They don't, they don't know how to use the PS3. Uh, I, I think seeing the order at some point would be cool. Yeah. Once we get to it, like, that's, that was a short thing. That I mean, game was super flawed, but like, that'd be a fun way to they were There's been weekend. multiple times over the last few months where they were selling that game for $10, which yeah. is about as close as you can get to giving it away for free on yeah. PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus. I think that's a great, that's a great yeah. answer. Yeah. I hope maybe by the end of the year, if there's no AC game this fall, like put Syndicate on there, since Syndicate was like rad, but awesome. no one bought it. Yeah. 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 Any any AC game would be pretty good. Yeah, I think. something big and those, I mean, they can afford it. They sell enough of those freaking things. Um, yeah. I think it'll be a very long time before we see something like The Witcher or Metal Gear on there. Yeah, or exactly. Blackboard or anything, yeah. I don't yeah, think I, we'll ever. I don't think we'll ever see Metal Gear on there. Yeah, you don't think so? I think it's one of those. It's it's kind of like how the Star Wars trilogy is never like ten bucks. Like it's yeah. always it's got this kind of like legacy to it, and they're like, no, nope, yeah, we're going to charge point, you actually. more. Yeah. For Nintendo a... does that with their games, where they're just yeah. like, well, they've actually come out and said like, we maintain the fifty dollar price point for our games because we want to show people that our games are quality. Yeah, and it's like, thanks. Mm-hmm. We know they are. We read the Metacritic. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to buy your games, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I also um, don't see Konami doing anything that cool anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> Dying yeah. Light is one that I would. Jump Dying Light's a good idea. That's that, really is, good. that is one I saw, and I was like, "How did how did everyone like that?" And some people are like, "It's really cool." And then I saw like some random gameplay clips. Did you play like, it? No, no. Where you like jumping? I think you, off I think you get into it. Yeah. Landing on an elevator or something. Yeah, it'd yeah, like, be a fun game just the, to walk around. The parkour controls were a little weird to get used yeah. to. There's a lot of like, like doing stuff with shoulder buttons that you don't usually do but once you get past that you're like this world is gorgeous and yeah. awesome and yeah. terrifying and no, full I mean, of cool like, stuff no I mean like I'm I th- I think I'm, I'm pretty much done paying money for zombie games at this point like I just a lot of zombie I, games I can, I can I'll, I'll play one for free but I yeah. don't know if I want yeah. to pay money for it and I'd be I'd be all over a new Dead Rising in a heartbeat yeah I yeah. love this game. So you're going to like the TV movie. It's coming directly to Crackle. I think it already <laughs> came out. And I, don't, I don't think anyone liked it. Um, um, we have, eight minutes, Zoom, we have yeah. eight minutes until uh, Jared comes in and yells at us. Jared, He's not gonna Jared yell at us, damn it. <laughs> don't come in here. <laughs> you're watching this video right now. entire podcast about vaults. Uh, we got a real quick, quick time for rapid fire. An yeah. exciting new time for doing it. Every week I go on the podcast beyond Facebook group, except <laughs> for this week where Marty did because I was busy. I was actually in a meeting room with Jared talking to him. So you can blame him for that. Yeah, but, Jared. Well, 
But you got Boo. to you got to see a small picture of Marty Sleva asking you a question to ask us questions. What's uh, the Facebook group? Facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond Schmegma. Uh, uh, if look. you if you can't get into it, if they're not if it doesn't let you get in, it might be because your Facebook account is too new if you're a recent sign up, or somebody might not be approving you, or you might have weird ghosts inside your computer and you have to destroy it with, with uh, a wizard's spell. <laughs> I just like that was the first time I've actually thought about somebody signing up for Facebook. I just assume people always have. We to. had an email saying like, hey. I couldn't get in the group and I signed up for Facebook just for this. I'm yeah, like, also said Goldfarb's cute. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, one of the emails said you were cute. Not I don't get the emails. You're not I never get the emails. Well, Goldfarb well, some of them the are mean. Some of them are real nice. I forward Come you the compliments. On. Yeah. Thanks, man. I thought you'd be a jittery fellow with the tickles. No, he's a toucher. Nah, it's weird. Like a side of beef. Anyway, David Lara <laughs> says, do any of you guys collect classic games? If so, how big are your collections? Uh, I wish. I just I yep. don't have a I did. I did for a while. I sold mine when the first time I moved to San Francisco. Yeah. I sold I did most of my like, yeah. DVDs, Blu-rays. I don't collect games. games. I still have like all my old Super Nintendo games and 64 yeah. and PS1. Like I, didn't, I never really sold my games, uh, but I don't actively go to collect things. I had a huge collection of PS1, PS2, yep. PS3, PSP. Uh, I also, for a while, was collecting original Game Boy and Game Boy Color games mm -hmm. and buying the uh, blank 3DS game cases, oh, 3DS yeah, game yeah. cases, and putting them in. And there was this company or this site called what was it called? It was called like the the Cover Project or something like that. And they were printing custom cover art, for cover those. art for That's all so of cool. them for games that never got That's rad. hard cases. So it was awesome because you could walk into my my. Uh, apartment at the time and just see like a row of games that never got cases that's so cool. but yeah i got rid of them all when i moved here and i'm mostly digital with stuff now, <laughs> yeah but. same san francisco space <laughs> is too expensive yeah um yeah I, I don't do i do old comics and i do records but games i think it's just the thing is with with records you got like a, a you get one machine and you're gonna play from 40 years Forever. ago yeah. yeah uh with games you get a like we we're just talking about how the PS3. If I want to play a, a PlayStation Plus game, I got to go dig it out of storage. Yeah, uh, the games, the game machines haven't gotten smaller. They kind of have, but not really. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, which side note? Have you guys messed with with PlayStation Now at all? Yeah, we actually talked yeah. about that. I I'm think a, Marty like a and I ago. did a, a let's play with it. I'm awesome floored now. at the library at how that works. Yeah. I don't like that is amazing. Yeah, we me. went to play Journey and it just worked totally fine. Yeah, I mean, really? I had I so I downloaded Resident Evil Four the other day. The PS3 version, which I believe was the HD remake. Yes. Um, and I had I had a lot of issues with the controls. Like I don't know if that's something I'll be able to go in and toy sure. around with. But the idea of it being like, want to play Resident Evil Four? Cool. Here it is. It's, it's on, on your dashboard. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, this you know, it's, it's on your it's on your bar in in a minute. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a store called The Game Zone in Hillsdale, New Jersey. I randomly stumbled upon it when I was home seeing my family a couple weeks ago. It is an awesome, gigantic retro video game store mm -hmm. full of – it's compartmentalized by section. I haven't even seen – I haven't seen a store like this since I was in Tokyo. Uh, and it's just like if you want PS2, if you want PS1, if you want N64, there's an entire section to each one. They sell tons of old games. So shout out to those guys. It's really cool. Support those out. guys. Yeah. Cool. Even if you don't collect a whole bunch of old games, go, go buy a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I buy some stuff. I got those, I'm so happy those shops can still exist. Yeah. Like I, was, I, I walked into it like, what? Yeah. A buddy of mine got me a box copy of Secret of Evermore for yep. Super Nintendo, awesome. which is one of my yeah. favorite games ever. And Go get like a box copy of one is, of your favorite games and like yeah. frame it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Make it yeah. a special thing. Uh, Jacob Collier says, or Collier, says, thoughts on Mexican food. Delicious. A plus. It's real good. Yeah. yeah. Mexican food's amazing. It's Perfect. Not, it's the further you get from California and Mexico, the worse it gets. But yeah. Yeah, real good. You can, we we all live in California. You kind of have to like it. And yeah, that was one nice thing order about. A, I don't order a burrito in New York. They yeah, I mean, I feel that. like I mean you can. So that's my thing, right? I feel like 
the thing about New York and San Francisco is you can any kind of food you want, no matter what it is, you can find really good food. Yeah. The difference is in San Francisco, if you pop into some any random Mexican food place, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah. And it's, the same is true in New York for bagels for, and pizza. For pizza. Yeah. But you know. M- Odds are you're not going to find the, like the random Mexican food place you walk into isn't going to be great. Same mm-hmm. thing here for yeah, pizza. We all saw Mastodon. We know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Mexican well, food's awesome. Shout out yeah, to Aziz Ansari, friend of the show. Yeah, the and one Anthony Gallegos, friend of the show. Yeah. Mexican um, friend of the show. <laughs> the one. <laughs> The one nice thing, that's, just, that's what he is. The one nice thing about being Mexican in Texas in as opposed to California was I could still get good Mexican food in Texas. Right, right. Uh, Leonardo Talavera. Cowabunga. <laughs> says, Talavera. If, if you could replace the Vavuzula death rattle from Uncharted with any other sound effect, which one would it be? What if the, the Vavuzula noise is what Nathan Drake, the noise he makes when he uh, reaches the cool finish of sex? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I would, uh, the, cool, the cool finish of sex. Yeah. Yep. That's, wow. one, that's one of my top five. Le more. That's one of my top five parts of sex. Wow. Yep. Uh, I'd replace yeah. it with a, just the loudest, wettest fart noise. Yeah. So when Nate falls off a cliff, it's like. <laughs> I would like, replace oh. it with, I would I would with Sully with, just laughing. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Sully going. Good, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, oh, dang. Paolo, Paolo Villanueva <laughs> says, Jesus. favorite city to visit outside of the United States. Man, uh, Paris was incredible, and Tokyo is awesome. I'm going back yeah, there. I, I really want to go to Tokyo. Like, um, like, London, I love London. Yeah, I was there a few been, times yeah, last been year. There. And awesome. You guys I've, have been to Germany, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been to, to Cologne, Munich, Cologne. Frankfurt, and Cologne. Yeah, yeah uh, Cologne, um, I want to see other parts of Germany. I think I might be going to... Berlin, maybe? I don't know. I think I got the sense that like Cologne's it, it got a uh, it got bombed to hell in World War Two, so mm-hmm. it's relatively new as far as European stuff goes. Well and you didn't really yeah. get to see yeah. so the part by the cathedral right. is very like touristy cologne, sure. whereas um a couple years ago, uh Scott and Colin and I walked like way out to like the part of Cologne, it almost feels like a college town. Because it is a college town, yeah. and it's like it felt like Boston. Like it was just like that a really cool. Um, and that was like away from the part where everybody speaks English. Like mm-hmm. I, I like going to when I've been to Europe. I like going to places where it doesn't feel like touristy, and they're not totally, just catering yeah. to you know speaking English yeah, and, and all of that. Yeah, I left. Uh, I left the country for the first time the year before last, and I've been to Tokyo and Germany and. Uh, Vietnam twice. And yeah, I, I like Tokyo, but there's a hunt. I really want to go to London. I want to go to yeah, Scotland. Yeah, like, yeah. Luckily for work, I've been able to go to Tokyo. It's been amazing. I love Montreal and I love Krakow. Ooh, Ooh shout out to Poland. Cool. Barcelona yeah. is a phenomenal. City. I really want to go to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. that's on my list. Yeah. Um, Very cool. You gotta stay I, away from the tourist stuff though, and don't hold your phone out. Put your money in your phone pocket. I loved uh, Melbourne. I would love to get back to Australia. I mean, that flight was yep. killer, but um, I really, really enjoyed my time in Australia. Shout out to Alana. Australia. That's right. She's the official representative of Australia. She's one of the seven people that has survived that country. Australia, a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Campbell says, IGN catches fire and you're evacuating. What is the one trinket at your desk you grab? Sideshow Boba Fett. My laptop. Or, yeah, problem. Oh, yeah, because your album's on it, right? I mean, it's, it's backed up, too, but yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what about not, not the laptop? What I just hate, I hate going to the Genius Bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what do I... I don't know. I don't like any of the things. Uh, I, I have a, I have a, like a Japanese box copy of Link's Awakening uh, that's still sealed on my desk. That'd be one of them. I'm have, part of the. When you read that story about all the retro stores in Japan going under because there's no games left in them because uh, pasty pudgy American boys come in there, buy up all the games, and then never sell them or bring them back and keep them on their desks. Mm-hmm. That's my fault. I'm part of that problem. So yeah, I'd grab one of those. I have a sign that says uh, "One Up Review Crew." <laughs> really? That? Yeah. That was oh, a one-up review crew. Man. Um, I, I, have, I have some real cool plush Koromaru toys from Persona Three. Mm-hmm. Would you leave those. some of the dogs behind in order to save the big dog? I, 
yeah, I guess. Okay. Also, I have a bunch of like I have a bunch of Star Wars toys that were mine. Yeah, as like a, a kid. As a kid, like Return of the Jedi toys that I got when I was. I like this doomsday mm-hmm. situation where you you can pick up like this toy that's three inches tall, but not this toy yeah, that's three no, inches tall. I, I usually keep a bunch of garbage bags by my desk just in case. Just in case of fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I just would probably pull all my Boba Fett's and action figures in the bag and just run out of there. And that, that, yeah, yeah. close the fire escape. Like for, me, for me, it's more like which collection would I preserve? And for me, like it's all my Persona yeah. crap. I yeah. would assume for you, it's all your Star Wars crap. Yeah, definitely it's not crap. Uh, so if you would like to see pictures of all of our toy collections. You can do that real easily. We're all on Twitter. It's a cool website for saying really short things and getting in sort of constipated little arguments with people you've never met before. Uh, I'm Max Scoville. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two yes, T's. Sir. Mm-hmm. Brian is Agent Bizzle. And Andrew Goldfarb is Garfield on Twitter. <laughs> you have blocked Close. me. Uh, Garfep. Oh, yeah, you are, you are blocked by Garfield. I'm blocked by Nickelback and Garfield, so I like to feel that I've sort of uh, prestiged You've that website. Yeah. You're, you're at Gino Goldenrod. Right? Yeah, Cisco <laughs> yeah. follows me, and Nickelback and Garfield block me, so shout out to Cisco. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Cisco. Uh, thank you, Cisco. Garfield and, uh, and Nickelback eats true. <laughs> terrible cat and band. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening. We have fun doing this. We'll be back next week with um, more lies and legends, as yeah. we like to call them. Watch up at noon on Thursdays, every Thursday yeah. at noon on IGM, starring Max Scoville and Brian Altano. We're going to do a great show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.